Hi everyone, this is Kelly Harrell and you're listening to What in the Weird. In the podcast that I released earlier this week, which I think was number 17, I mentioned that there's been a lot going on and one of those things was I got a new rune set. Yay! So let me set the stage for this a little bit. In one of the first episodes of What in the Weird, I talked about making your own rune set. And how every time I sat down to do that, it just didn't flow. I couldn't get a blessing on it one way or the other every time I sat down to make them of wood. And I had it in my mind that that was what it had to be made of. That's what everybody said. If you wanted to do it the right way, be in the in club, you had to make your rune set out of wood. Well, it didn't work that way for me. So over a course of years... I just happened to be making some trinkets out of clay, and I had some left over. And before I knew it, I just started carving runes into things, and I had an entire Elder Futhark in tiles, clay tiles. That was around 2003, and that's the rune set that I've used to this day. You can see it in any of the weekly rune photos, which are on my Instagram, which is at Kelly Soul Arts. Or you can see them on my blog, which is at solentonarts.com. Now, before that, I had a store-bought set that came with a book. You know which one I'm talking about. Years ago. I'm talking 25 years ago. And it just never felt right to me. I mean, they're beautiful and, and, and awesome and all that jazz. It's not their fault, but I just never connected to them. Um, otherwise, I've always been a one-rune set girl. Well, maybe a year and a half ago, my shaman friend James Stovall mentioned a steel set. And you know how sometimes things just stick in your brain. Don't know why, not really sure what the connection is. But from the second he detailed the impact that feeling the steel runes in his hand had on him, plus the power of the staves themselves, I was absolutely smitten with the idea, and I was determined that I was going to get my own set. And of course, I was broke, so I didn't have the money to pursue it. Well, here's a lesson around that. Um, The same thing happened with a staff that I saw several years ago at the Renaissance Fair in North Carolina. It was Staff by Ghost, if you've ever been to the North Carolina Ren Fair. So part of the tradition of initiation into Seder is claiming your regalia, part of which is having a staff. And that's the only part of the regalia that I've never acquired or made. And this was, you know, like years ago. So I saw this staff at the Ren Fair, fell madly in love with it, and talked myself out of it due to the price. And I can't tell you how many times since then I've chastised myself and my spirit allies, kind of sort of have too, for not getting that staff when I had the chance. Needless to say, I've learned that some sacrifices are required to acquire cherished ritual items. And for that reason, sometimes you just need to cough up the money and stop sweating blood. Where you can, of course. It's not always the case. And didn't feel that was the case at the time. And several rituals later, I've realized how rarely I get called to buy something, to purchase something as a sacred act. 
And so when I do now, I listen to it. Hashtag sacred shopping. So when I finally had the opportunity to commission the steel rune set, I did. And I'm so glad I did. This set is made of reclaimed steel by Five Feline Forge. Can you say that three times fast? This is a friend of James's. Um, and you can find information on Five Feline Forge on, in a Facebook search. And you can tell them that I sent you for that matter. And oh my God, they're just absolutely gorgeous. You can see pictures of these, this set also on my Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. So this set I commissioned from Patrick Brown last fall. And I got him a little over a month ago. Well, Patrick talked with me about any particular details in their making that I wanted him to pay attention to. And the only one was really me just being picky. I've always favored Inguas or Ingus drawn as, a, as stacked gebos or Xs rather than the bared diamond that so many created as. So with that little bit out of the way, a few weeks later, I had a new rune set. Well, first off, they're heavy. <laughs> I mean, after holding these little clay bits in my hand, you know, for years, they're, they're, the steel set is significantly heavy compared to them. And, and I don't just feel them in my hand. It's like they make me hold them, if that makes any sense. Um, second, James was right. The element of metal brings a very different tone to my experience of the rune's voice. And I tuned into that voice way back when I was 17 and first began working with the runes, the store-bought set. And it's been constant through any iteration of the runes I've reached, touched, or in any way engaged. And that voice takes on a very different nuance depending on the medium they're coming through. Well, that's what had me concerned. So having worked with the same set for so long, I didn't want to assume the steel runes were just automatically keen on working with me. And when I got them, of course, I didn't have time to put them like in relationship right away. So I opened them, just kind of touched them a bit and felt, well, absolutely nothing. And I wasn't really surprised by that because I'm an animist. I don't assume everybody wants me in their conversation. And therein lies the rub. As an animist, I assume that everything is an ongoing conversation. It was going long before I got here. It's going to continue after I leave here. And that's the case with the runes also. The metal, the spirit of them, the spirit of the, the uh, method that Patrick used to create them for me. All of these things are aspects of the rune set. I feel I need to make a connection with in order to really work solidly with this set. So I didn't assume that on first meeting we'd be all like bonded and, you know, BFFs and want to hang out. And I didn't assume anything really. Um, I, I left them in my salon beside my old faithful clay set, you know, kind of hoping they'd make friends. And it turns out that was a pretty good idea. Overnight, they did make friends, or at least that's the story I'm telling myself. Um, when I found them the next day and finally had time to work with them, I really felt like the experience of the runes translates no matter what medium I'm using now. I do feel 
that I need to pause and honor the materials of the immediate expression of rooms that I'm working with and still find and connect with that central voice that I've heard through them since I was 17. And perhaps this is something to, to do its own show about, but I, I have had at least two isolated formative experiences that left me feeling very connected directly to the spirit of the runes themselves, regardless of material, regardless of delivery, um, motif, any, any of those things. I've, I have had at least two formative experiences that I can remember that I felt like I stripped away from everything that I am, from everything that the runes and history and culture and time are connected directly with the spirit of the runes at their source. And it's that connection, that voice that continues to transcend no matter what material I'm working with. I don't have to have a material anymore. I, at this point, can step into an altered space and the rune symbols come to me and we have a dialogue in a, in a very visual but also full sensual, beyond sensual way that allows me to still engage them as an oracle but also as magical beings. So I'm pretty pleased with this new relationship with the runes. I'm, I'm pleased with how they came out. I'm pleased with how the metal and, and the method that Patrick used to create them speaks the voice. And... It leaves me curious in how to connect with other potential rune sets, if there's any reason or need to have other rune sets other than sheer curiosity and maybe to um, get the nuance of, of different materials. I, I admit I'm very curious about working with an antler set and with a bone set. Um, so I'll have to keep you updated on that. And uh, now I've got to figure out how I'm going to get to the next Ren Fair and get a staff by Goost. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, you can download the Anchor app for Android or Apple and listen to What in the Weird there. If you're on Anchor, do let me know what you think about your rune set, any materials that speak to you, any particular qualities of the runes that speak to you. Or if you're interested in purchasing or have purchased a rune set, what considerations do you take before you make that purchase? I would love to hear from you. And also you can download each episode from Google Play or iTunes. Feel free to email me at kelly at soulintentarts.com. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird. <laughs>